thought I should Something told me not to go Cold hand reached down I let the noise drown it out Hey, welcome back everybody to the Perfect Brainstorm Our comedy podcast where we, the creatively challenged, find creative challenges And I'm one of your three hosts Houston Bodily. I'm Brian Perry. And I am son of Brian, Whoa. Jake oh. Bush. This is a big revelation, big announcement on the show. Uh, yeah. Real quick clarify. clarification. Is your actual real life dad, Jake, is it Brian? Or are you claiming that Brian Perry of the Perfect Brainstorm podcast is now your adopted father? Sorry, sorry. No, I, I realize that causes some confusion. <laughs> but it's confusing on many levels. Because yes, my father is B-R-I-A-N Bush. But I also adopted Jake. Yes, he also adopted me in a small town called Rio Branco, where he taught me about <laughs> grammar and how to not get bit by dogs. So I guess you could say Brian with a Y kind of is a father figure to me. So one might say you are Jacob, uh, middle name Brian Bush, Brian's son, and Brian's son. Yeah. Is that where we're going with for your exactly. now official name? I'm Jake Bryanson, and this is Perfect Brainstorm. Welcome to it. What's the creative challenge? Yeah, yeah, thanks. I, I didn't know how to phrase <laughs> the awkwardness of that. Um, the creative challenge this week is not about familial relationships. Uh, it is about could be it, it could be that is true. Uh, it is about the one, the only, your favorite streaming service, Quibi. <laughs> now, half the internet is probably thinking, yes, that place that has the homemade Princess Bride video remake. Yes. That is uh, actually other... not what I thought about when you guys started talking about Quibi. And can I tell you what I did start thinking about? Yes, because you're the other half of the internet, Jake. Take it away. Quibi is a an app on your phone where you can watch a story about Anna Kendrick and a sex doll that comes to life. Yep, that what? is definitely a thing. That is uh, the not only just, advertisement I've seen for Quibi. Uh, not just is, any sex doll. It's Dan Harmon's sex doll. So, oh no! Take, Wait, take it's that a sex doll of Dan Harmon? No, it's a fictionalized, oh, okay. maybe real life version of Dan Harmon sex doll sex doll belonging to Dan Harmon let's be clear yes and it comes to life and terrorizes Anna Kendrick because that's good television um apparently and that's what our episode is about today uh no it's not about that it's about the first one it's about the Princess Bride remake if you haven't seen it you should go and watch it because Quibi is dying and it might not last that long uh but in case you don't want to go watch it and want to just keep listening to this episode, what the premise of this homemade remake version of Princess Bride is, is about 40, 50 actors, famous celebrities got together and they did a quarantine safe homemade remake of Princess Bride, which I realize is just very straightforward from the title of it. Uh, yep. So we have, for example, the part of Wesley uh, you're probably thinking, oh, who could replace Carrie Elwes, that great actor from the 1980s? Uh, how about a combination of Chris Pine, Sam Rockwell, Neil Patrick Harris, Sophie Turner, that one's real, David Spade, John Hamm, Caitlin Dever, Brandon Routh, Tommy Dewey, Taika Waititi, Jack Black, Lucas Hedges, Paul Rudd, 
I cetera, forgot about Taika Waititi's role as Wesley. He's he, very good. He did do a very good one. Uh, about pretty much every role has several iterations of them, and they just switch off between scenes. Uh, With no explanation. No explanation. Um, <laughs> very cheap costuming. Very. There's obviously no production design other than what the cast themselves are using from their home as props. Uh it's actually pretty well put together as far as sound quality and yeah. cinematically, if we're being perfectly honest. I mean, they're, they, they are trying to do a shot-for-shot shot remake, which that sort of gives you clues on how to do the, you know, the camera angles and stuff. So Exactly. Um, I very much enjoyed it, and I very much am excited about this challenge today. Uh, but yeah, so we want to pick the next movie that we want to give this treatment to. Um, and then we are going to fill out the cast. And just like this movie, it might be a little sporadic. It might not make a lot of sense in the big picture. But you know what? We'll have fun with it. Yeah. The nice thing about doing this kind of thing is, like, there are a lot of times we think about, like, oh, would we be able to get that actor or whatever, right? But it's, like, it's not a huge commitment for any of them, so we can kind of shoot for the stars, literally. But Uh, not literally about the shooting part. I mean, Paul Rudd literally just lays in his bed. (laughs) <laughs> for his scenes in this movie. In like a weird bunk bed, too. Yeah, it's probably his kids, but, yeah. you know. Or his grandkids, because he's 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, shall we dive in? Uh, Brian, yes. I know... Let's do it. I know you came with the heat, ready to pick a movie. I came with a lot of movie ideas, and let me tell you my sort of... my litmus test to determine if it's a good idea for a movie of this style of remake, Okay. It has to be a classic, right? Princess Bride is a classic, right? No one can deny that. Some people don't like Princess Bride. That's fair. I don't care. I like it. Um, but you can't deny it's a classic. Um, so it has to be a classic. Uh, I, I limited from the 80s and 90s. And I the other thing I sort of kept in mind was, what's a movie that people would be furious if you did an actual remake? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Something that's so classic that people would be like, why would you remake that, right? I Which know. Is, <laughs> um, go ahead, say it. Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Back to the Future was even untouchable for me it, for this, too. Oh, I thought about Robert Back to the Zemeckis, Future for a long time. Robert Zemeckis, like, his rumored to, like, put all kinds of stipulations in his will and stuff that, yeah. like, n- there shall never be a remake of Back to the Future. And for good reason. Like, it should never be remade. It's perfect how it is. Yeah. It doesn't need anything else. But I could uh, do a Quibi adaptation that would suck and be hilarious. I went back and forth on it. Here's why I didn't include Back to the Future in my list. It's too reliant on uh, effects. That's right. It's a little, it's a little bit too, it's too reliant on where people are too. And like what things look like, you know what I mean? Princess Bride, everything can just kind of happen wherever. Well, and on top of that, it's all cheap. Like you can just kind of put together a bathrobe and like your daughter's tiara and make a fantasy costume out of it. And so I think it works. So uh, fan, yeah. So fantasy is like a good thing. Um, back to the future is like, yeah, it's a little too specific in what things look like. And it's like, you have to have a DeLorean in all these shots. So anyway, we, we could fix that with Lego models. That's one thing they do in princess bride is uh, um, a lot of the sort of action scenes or, or scenes where there's large groups of people. They cover that by just having Legos. So we can consider that, but uh I felt like Back to the Future is a little too, I don't know the word for that, but it's just a little too setting heavy Yeah. Um, to make sense for Quibi. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's my list. I don't know what order to do these in. 
I'll just do random order. Okay, Hook. Hook is probably my number one pick. Um, here's my antagonistic thoughts towards Hook. Fair. I don't like it. Uh, okay. And to we've be, established you don't like Hook. I, um, and to be objective about this, neither did critics when it came out. Very funny. no, I know that. Like, if you're under the age of fourteen when it came out, you like Hook. Otherwise, you don't. Um, so I don't think Hook has the universal uh, generational. It is not as universal as Princess Bride. That's fair. Uh, um, what about Home Alone? Now that Home Alone work. is the one that famously you and I disagree. Home Alone and Hook are like the the two that you and I disagree most on. I think. I think we actually made a silver screen redemption episode where we tried to combine the two movies. That is true. We might have um, to revisit that later. I think Home Alone is a good potential one for this movie, even though I don't like it. Um, I think it is a little more broad appealing than Hook. I will say that, or yeah. at least it's a little more. Not iconic in the sense that Peter Pan is more iconic than Kevin McAllister, but that specific story, like I feel like Home Alone, the movie itself is more iconic than Hook, the Hook take of Peter Pan. So to yeah, say. I think also it's very much it's it's set in a house, you know what I mean, and that's where most people are going to be recording, and so the setting is perfect for it, right? Yes. Um. I've Should I just go through one. my list? I think I feel like I need to get this list out. Yeah, you just go, and then we can go. we can see what stands out. Ferris Bueller's Day Off—that's one that stands out to me. A little bit setting heavy. Groundhog Day. I love the idea of Groundhog Day. Oh yeah. Um, um, I will be honest. Me- put a put a pin in that because Groundhog Day was going to be my number one pick. Okay, coming cool. into this, so. um, I put Goonies on here because I think it fits and it's like the right category. I also hate it. Um, I've never seen. I've never seen Goonies. Sorry, guys. I, cool, it's out. I also um, am just lukewarm on it, so I'd rather okay. discuss a different movie. Um, I put Breakfast Club because I also think it would be a good fit. Um, ah, but again, I've never seen it. I my thoughts on Breakfast Club is that it's too dialogue specific in that there's not Fair. a lot pl- a lot of plot happening. Yeah. Uh, whereas I, like, I think what made it stand out to me as a good option is there's a lot of like quotable lines from it right yeah absolutely but i think you're right that they don't move too much right yeah uh um, which it does need to be quotable absolutely there is dancing to. though there is dancing they and are dancing would be fun at one point yeah um i would love to see all of the celebrities in the world do the dance from breakfast club um, um fantastic i will add to this all three of us need to this is my stipulation. I think all three of us do need to really like the movie we pick because I want us yeah. to be passionate about this. Fair. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think Jake's going to be excited about that one. Oh, yeah, that that's a good one. And again, so, okay, I want to throw this out there as just kind of a caveat as to what we've been saying. I feel like a certain element of special effects makes it fun because then it forces people to come up with cheesy, creative yes. ways to do that in their house, right? Like, yeah. because Princess Bride is an action-adventure movie, where they're in swamps and they're in castles and they're in huts of healers and stuff. And so they have to come up with like funny gags as to how to represent that. It's also funny when they don't try that hard. Okay. Like Shaq is just standing in his really nice kitchen, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just throwing Um, that out there that like, I don't think we should take something off the plate just because it has like special effects. 
I did yeah, so let me, let me talk about the difference between Back to the Future and Bill and Ted's. Because I, I threw out Back to the Future and kept Bill and Ted's and they seem similar. But Bill and Ted, like... I don't know. Other than the phone booth, nothing has to look like anything. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I, I, I'm having a hard time describing the difference of why I think Bill and Ted's works and Back to the Future doesn't. I, Maybe I'm too close to Back to the Future. This may be a little contrarian, but I think that Back to Future, Back to the Future is completely fine for this. I don't hold All it right. as too high of a regard that it can't be touched. Fair. Um, you could do the DeLorean with a Hot Wheels car and it would be really funny. Yeah, yeah that's true. Super easy. Um, okay, Airplane. Airplane may have the pro- same problem as Breakfast Clubs. You don't really go anywhere. Um, the thing that Airplane does have for me over the Breakfast Club is there are more characters involved, which does kind of relieve the tension. Not the tension, but like it does expand it a little bit beyond just the the dynamic conversation. But that's also difficult because you can't really have a crowd if you're filming it quarantine style. Yeah. Should we assume we are doing this in a future time where quarantine is not an issue? Uh, I think the mm. quarantine makes it fun because it makes it I think it's yeah. sort of a defining stipulation. I would rather keep it. Because if you're not in quarantine, then like you're just making a movie. Yeah. It's you like, wait, I mean? why'd you make it bad then? Yeah. Let's let's do this. We are uh, advisors for Quippy, which is going to go out of business here soon in real life. It's Quibi. Um, you're right. I can't even say the name <laughs> right. Uh, and so we have to rush to get this out before it goes down. Okay. This is the saving grace the last hope before Quibi falls, see if we can redeem it. So, so that premise is part of why home alone is good. Cause I think we could get this done by Christmas and have it be a big Christmas release. If you're going, that's a good point. That's a good point. If you're going that direction. Um, I mean, I'm not, I mean, we don't have to, that's I don't true. like home alone. So that's true. Let's pull. Okay. Let's pull away from it. Okay. I have two. Can I can I like dig into my two for just a second? Yeah, go. Yes. Okay. What are two things that every funny eccentric celebrity in the world has? A big backyard with a lot of gardens and trees and foliage and yeah. inflatable dinosaur costumes. Jurassic yep. Park. <laughs> uh, I, I assume... didn't even think of Jurassic Park. Um... Well, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's my first one. That's that my first one. Bit. Now I want to give you my second one and you, and you guys can pick which one you want to talk about. Second okay. one, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Monty I, Python's very doable. I have comments to both of those because I legitimately <laughs> considered both of those. Monty Jurassic Python, Park, you could do it anywhere with any props and yeah. any costume. And as long as you're doing the dialogue, it's Monty Python. I'll start with Monty Python. Problem I have with it is it's already a home movie, just with a slightly bigger <laughs> budget. That's um, true. I think it was like the original Quibi. Yeah. <laughs> it does um, kind of have that vibe, yeah. It's super cheap. It has a cast of 12 people. Uh, they kind of do the same thing that this does, where they just try to shoot the same people to look like it's a bigger crowd than it really is. But it's really like 12 people and $12 going into the movie. They literally don't have horses. They bang coconuts together. Like, uh-huh. that's a that's a quibby <laughs> move. Uh, so, um, I, I think it's already too much of a homemade movie that you're not bringing enough flavor to okay. remaking it. What about Jurassic Park? What Jurassic do you think Park. about that? Uh, I love your Jurassic favorite Park. movie Dr- it is, is Jurassic Park. It is my favorite movie. I was almost thinking about a Steven Spielberg 
montage of movies. Uh, oh, interesting. So, so if we are doing uh, these, the way Quibi works and the way this movie worked is it had 10 episodes that were 10 minutes each to fill out The Princess Bride. I think 12, 12 episodes. The 12 episodes. Uh, a double digit number. I got what you meant. Of short little episodes. Um, I think Princess Bride is one of the few movies that has enough changing for it that you can do the whole film and keep the gag relevant. So yeah. that's why I was thinking what would be interesting is doing a Spielberg montage where the first episode is probably a Jurassic Park episode or parody. And you do one of the iconic scenes from it, like maybe the T-Rex attack. Uh, maybe the you're kitchen doing scene. the what? The kitchen scene with the kids and the raptors. Exactly. The final scene where the T-Rex comes in and becomes uh, when dinosaurs rule the land, that whole yeah. iconic Any moment. dialogue with, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Uh, you know Jeff Goldblum is going to be in our home movie, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I think the next movie then is Indiana Jones because that is a fun, yeah. iconic adventure. Someone's got to have a fedora at home. Uh, and then you go to E.T. Indiana Jones has potential on its own, in my opinion. Indiana Jones um, definitely has potential. Uh, yeah. I'm fleshing out this idea because this is one of my big hot buttons I wanted to bring. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's let me just name these off. You got Jurassic Park. You got Indiana Jones. You got E.T. You can do Jaws. Every celebrity. Has, what? Schindler's List. Uh, we're going to avoid yeah. Schindler's List. <laughs> um, we're not going to do Hook. E.T. would be fun. You've got to at least put Hook in your anthology. There's like 15 other so movies that are more iconic than Hook. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, the BFG. The BFG. I would put Hook before BFG. I'll be honest. Thank you. Um, you could do Lincoln. I think that would be kind of weird and quirky. You can do Ready Player One if you really want to. Um, I'd rather do more. Oh, Close Encounters. You can do Close Encounters. That'd be fun. War of the Worlds. You, War of the Worlds. You can do Catch Me If You Can. You can do my. You like how Jake and I all of a sudden know uh, all the Spielberg movies? It's like you guys. Hey, what about The Color Purple? What about 1985's The Color Purple? Uh, no, we're not going to do Or Empire one. of the Sun from 1987. Classic film. Uh, oh, the terminal! I, I would watch the terminal. <laughs> the terminal is a great option, dude. Terminal would be great because they could like actually do it in an empty airport right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yield my time. That I just, <laughs> I just wanted to flesh out that idea. I liked it. That is a great idea. Um, any idea about it, an anthology is interesting. Um, and Spielberg would be the one is... you would want. He's got the most <laughs> iconic, popular movies that you can do for it, including the yeah. Goonies. I actually didn't know he did the Goonies. He produced it. Oh, okay. As well as Back to the Future. He produced that one. Yeah. So my concern here is just how, like, I love the anthology idea, but how do we make this an hour-long podcast episode instead of eight podcast episodes with <laughs> each one touching on a different film from the Steven Spielberg anthology? Because we pick the scene and we pick the cast. And then we Fair. move on. Yeah. Um, Unless well, you, okay. you guys have something else. Okay, so I like... Um, I, I think our strongest options have been Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, that was one the, I was going to bring along as like an individual film at one point. Okay. Um, the Steven Spielberg anthology. 
and Bill and Ted's probably are probably our strongest contenders right now. Okay, I just had a fun idea. Go with me here. What right. if? Uh, I don't know. This might be too difficult, but it would be funny if like actual actors from those movies, like you did like rollover. So like the last scene in the Saving Private Ryan Quibi is Tom Hanks, and then the first scene in the next one is Tom Hanks in Terminal. Oh, you and then the mean? next one is Tom Hanks in Bridge of Spies. Like, or like, and then you move from whatever, like whoever else is in Terminal. Like there, there would be oh, a lot man. of like crossover. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would also and, super be on board with the Tim Burton version of this. Oh, that would be fun. That would be super fun. Um, you, just like especially because you're going together. from claymation to live action in a lot of the cases. Oh, that's true. That's pretty fun. I, I actually didn't think of any, uh, Tim Burton's, but now I'd, I'd be fine with pretty much any Tim Burton. Like Big Fish. Ooh, yeah. Speaking my language. Uh, Big Fish is a great movie. Uh, not an iconic one, but I would no. say we can include it if we can get eight others that would work as selling points to do a Tim Burton anthology. Okay. So, Edward Scissorhands. Okay, must. this is going to be our, our Halloween release to save Quibi. Okay. I think that's a good selling point. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, he uh, he produced, so it counts. Yeah, everyone knows it as a Tim Burton movie anyways. Um, and Corpse Bride. I don't like Corpse Bride as much. So, Edward Scissorhands, Nightmare Before Christmas. We'll throw in Big Fish, but we have to get to nine if we're doing Big Fish. Uh, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Todd. Factory. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. What was that that you said? Nah, um, I'd put Charlie. I said Sweeney Todd, but I don't know how strongly I feel about it. Um, I, I like Sweeney Todd and Beetlejuice and uh, Sleepy Dumbo. Hollow. <laughs> you could do Dumbo. James um, and the Giant Peach. Is that that's Tim pretty Burton? Tim Burton-y. Did Tim Burton really do Planet of the Apes in 2001? Yeah, it was the Mark Wahlberg one. Huh. That oh, ends yeah. with the Abraham Lincoln statue. <laughs> nice. Uh, do Alice in Wonderland? That's one he did. Oh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure already would be awesome. Just the opening scene from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I that is iconic. That. Um, the whole scene is just like he has a big fancy uh, Rube Goldberg machine that makes his breakfast. As I'm thinking about this, though, the thing that sticks out for me more with most of these films, Pee-wee's Big Adventure being the exception, is it's more about the the, tone, the world they're in. The tone and the aesthetic yeah. of Tim Burton movies. Which is probably the hardest part to capture in a Quibi. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're getting a little sidetracked here, and I might prefer to just go with one of our favorite okay. picks. Cut Tim Burton. Um, the last thing on my list that I haven't eliminated uh, is What About Bob? Oh, I was going to say that. What up, Bob would be fun. Probably, it, maybe not a big enough cast. Is it a Bill Murray anthology? <laughs> <laughs> we Ooh. don't need to get derailed there. Um, yeah, because that's another thing. You do need a good cast. I would rather do Groundhog Day than than spread it out with a Bill Murray anthology or doing What About Bob. Well, We haven't talked Groundhog Day at all other than said it was a good option. And here's the other idea I was thinking of. Is what if you did just keep old man Bill Murray staying in every scene and as a different, different character characters. the people around him are changing 
No, just keep Bill Murray as himself. Well, in Groundhog Day, as his character in Groundhog Day, and the okay. people around him are changing. So now it's not only just a time loop; it's a or, dimensional change. Or, 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 go with me on this. Go with me on this. Bill Murray's character in every scene is played by a different actor, and then every other actor is always Bill Murray. Is always <laughs> Bill Murray. So it's like flipped on its head, right? Like. It's like Josh Gad trapped in a world of Bill Murray's, and then it's Tom Cruise trapped in a world of Bill Murray's. Everyone's Bill Murray except Bill Murray. I, I think you've hit on something. I, I like it. I, I actually have a third option that is, is probably the, the more reasonable version of what you guys have said. I want every every cycle, every day, to be a new person playing Bill Murray, Murray's character, Okay. And every day, Bill Murray plays a new character that is not the Bill Murray character. I think okay. that's the good middle ground that you found. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the cast, we fill in however we want. I like that this has a more logical place to change actors than others do. Than Princess Bride even does, right? Yeah. Um, it's very much like, okay, new day, new set. That does That does leave some actors with bigger days. There are definitely some days that stand out more than others. And maybe we smooth that. And we don't exactly have it be exactly one day, but uh, I think this is a good option. Okay. Uh, I think we need to pick, because I think we need to get on to filling out our cast. So uh, the three options we have right now, Spielberg Anthology, and I will include Back to the Future and Goonies in that if we want those to be episodes. So it can be movies he produced. Um, I want to veto Goonies, even though I brought it. Okay, that's fine. Um but it can do movies he produced, so Back to the Future, Poltergeist, those count. Okay. Um, I would watch this as just a series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the Bill, the Groundhog Day option, and then Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which we didn't discuss. Uh, I don't remember much of it, so I won't be as much of a help as far as specific plot points, but I can I, contribute as far as... I characters. think maybe we leave... Bill and Ted's as like we acknowledge that it's a great option but it's not what we're going to finish the episode with fair enough I my votes for Groundhog Day I think we should just go for it okay I think we're all feeling Groundhog Day honestly Groundhog Day then what what happens in that movie Did anyone, well, anyone seen it just kidding <laughs> um, let's pull up the IMDB cast of characters okay also a little bit of trivia to start us off a little bit of fun trivia how many days was Bill Murray's character trapped in Groundhog Day Ooh, in the film Groundhog know. Day? Because there is um, an answer. As far as what we see on screen or estimated? No, time? like, est- like how long? Like, because it obviously skips around, right? Like, it obviously skips from him, like, tinkering on the piano to being, like, a concert pianist. So you understand that a lot more yeah. days are passing, right? So, like, how long? Well, do there's 10,000 hours. Yes, exactly. So how long do you guys, like, without Googling, what? Do you, how long would you guys think that he was actually trapped in Groundhog uh, Day? 2,000 days. Five years. The canonical answer to this is that he was trapped in Groundhog Day for 12,403 days, the equivalent of 33 years. Wow. wow. That's, That's crazy. A lot. I feel like your brain... That is a lot. Up. Um, it was originally going to be kind of more of like a horror of him, of him like dealing with the existential dread of being in the situation. Um, but then Bill Murray was like, 
hilarious and so it kind of pulled that direction yeah well i mean there's like dark tones in it like there's a whole there sequence are. of there's him still trying definitely to commit suicide yeah like, um well, i think that's then, actually part of what makes the movie work so well is that it does have some of both yeah if have you guys seen the palm springs movie that came out on hulu it's got no looks good though it's got andy samberg and your mother i forget the actress's <laughs> name and your mother and your mother <laughs> Yeah, uh, the mother that, from How I Met Your Mother. Is exactly. that supposed to be a your mom joke? <laughs> no. Uh, Pretty it's sure that, it's Andy Samberg and your mom. Uh, let me look it up. I feel bad. No, her name is Kristen Milioti. Yes. Um, so in that, they do kind of touch on that existential horror because you, when you come into the movie, Andy Samberg has been in for like probably like... 8,000 days at this point. And so you see his depression, you see the headspace that he's in. Uh, when it comes time that he could potentially leave the loop, he's really scared because that's what he's known for essentially huh. like 12 years of his life. And the fear of moving on from that space, like how do you handle that? That's a really interesting take. Um, so yeah, there's definitely horror elements of it, but I don't think that's relevant to what we're talking about. Let's go his casting. Okay, we got it. Okay, who's a good Ned Ryerson? Ned Ryerson? Ned Ryerson? Wait, is he is his name Ned Ryerson or does he? No. So Bill Murray's character is named Phil Connors. Phil, yeah, okay. Yeah. Ned Ryerson is the guy who always approaches him on the street and goes, "Phil, Phil yeah, Connors," okay. and then eventually he starts going, "Red Ned Ryerson." So I'm gonna, very I'm gonna good gag. start with one that is in Princess Bride. Uh, Pat Oswalt is a solid uh, Ned Ryerson, in my opinion. Ooh, yes. Okay. I will say, let's only take one from the Princess Bride video Fair. per character. Okay, that's the most you can allow. Should we do them in sets? Because that's one thing that was the real. I really liked about uh, the Princess Bride was they put. Uh, I think we talked about this before the recording, but they talked about the op- the accountants from the office together. They uh, did. Elijah, um, Wood, Elijah and Wood and Andy Circus. Yeah. Should we figure out like let's pick one day and say who is the cast of that day? What is the theme? It's the cast of something else or the theme, some certain theme. Yeah. And yeah. remember, we're still doing this thing where every day if it's a different Bill Murray and Bill Murray is a different character, right? Yes. Correct. I like that. Okay. So does every day have to be a different Bill Murray movie for him to fit in with the rest of the cast? Um. I don't... well, I, I don't think every day has to be themed, but that's what we'll we'll start yeah. with. I don't think we need to do that, but to that point, we could do a Zombieland themed day where you yeah, get cool. Jesse Eisenberg. So Jesse Eisenberg, right? Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone. I forget what the fourth actress's name is. And then you could have Bill Murray's character, wherever he's at, be a zombie or be dressed <laughs> up like a zombie. Um Okay, perfect. That's there's one. We did it. <laughs> um I would put Woody Harrelson as the Bill Murray character in that situation. That definitely works. So I, I think it would be, this is my thing R- real quick, real quick. I feel like the most logical way to go about this is if we can get, just pull up like a list of scenes in groundhog day. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that works. Um, okay. So here's, here's, here's a classic one. The, the part where he tells Andy McDowell's character that he is a God in the diner. That is like a classic scene, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's do that one. All right. <laughs> uh, 
So who is I, Bill Murray in that scene? Bill Murray in that one is uh, Bruce Willis from Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> I like I like I like that you have to specify not just Bruce Willis the actor, Bruce Willis in Moonrise Kingdom. So he yes. has to be playing the character of the cop on Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, but he's also stuck in Groundhog Day. Yep, that's it. Okay, that I'm, I'm very down. specific. And B- Bill Murray plays the waitress. <laughs> Literally. So he has to be like wearing an apron and have like long curly yeah. hair. He's eventually going to play every character in the movie. I think that's that has yeah, to happen. That's right? needed. He's going to be the groundhog at one point. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, okay. Just, all right. Uh, we might be a little bit disorganized in our approach here, but let's just keep tearing through it. We are very the scene, disorganized. The scene where I want Bill Murray to play the groundhog is when Bill Murray is holding the groundhog on his lap in the car when he drives it into the ravine. (laughs) So who is, so Bill Murray's the groundhog. So he's got to be sitting on someone's lap. Who's driving a car into a ravine. Who is the driver of the car? No, you need someone big. Uh, You need like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Dwayne (laughs) Rock Johnson. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger a lot. Arnold Schwarzenegger with Bill Murray on his lap, making groundhog noises, driving a car into the Grand Canyon or whatever. Yes. Oh man. I love that part of why they why they made the movie this way is that it was it was no huge time commitment for any actor, right? It was like, hey, shoot this five minute scene. You know, you may have to coordinate with a couple other people, but like it's pretty easy to do. This is like, hey, Bill Murray, you're gonna make this movie like you're gonna play every character in this movie. Everyone else has like two minutes that they're gonna act and you're gonna be in everything. Well, so we okay. will have to pay we will have to pay Bill Murray quite a bit. I yeah. think I think that's understandable. We'll fish that out. I um, just uh, I, I just pulled up an article article here that I think is helpful, and it's called "The Seven Best Moments in Groundhog Day." Oh, okay, that's fair. Um, what will help me with this organizationally as well is let's go through these moments. But it, I think it'd help me to pick the characters and pick the different actors we want to play them. And for sure, we have to pick who does Bill Murray play and who plays Bill Murray's character. Yes, at least. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Phil drives off with a groundhog. We already did that one. Yep. Um, Phil gets all the answers correct on Jeopardy. Okay, that's a good one because he's sitting in a room with like a bunch of old ladies, right? And he's just like giving all the answers to the Jeopardy questions and he gets like every single one since he's watched it so many times. I would propose that Bill Murray play Alex Trebek. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like in the TV as Alex Trebek. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Who gets to be Bill Murray? Uh, Dev Patel. Uh, here's my line of reasoning. Dev, Dev Patel. Patel plays the Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. Oh, yes. Slumdog That's Millionaire, which is a question <laughs> answering game show. Yeah, I All like right. that a lot. And then we, I feel like we just need like a generic assortment of women sitting around him, like the is, golden isn't girls, just like older women. Yeah. How many of them are still alive? I don't know, actually. And that might be really insensitive. I think it's just Betty White. Yeah, Betty White's got to be. That was my first thought. Okay. Old th- women actors still alive. <laughs> oh, there's like, there's, hold on. Can I share my screen with you guys real quick? Yeah. All right, because we can get a visual on this. Not Aladdin. Ignore Aladdin. <laughs> This is an just watching Aladdin Disney Plus. Oh, I thought you were just watching Aladdin while you recorded this episode. No, I'm not. 
hey, we got to cast him because he's apparently having a hard time getting roles since Aladdin. Oh, really? really? Yeah, he can play Bill Murray. Next episode, I mean, we're going to fix that guy's career. Uh, we do need to find out what the guy's name is, though. The guy that plays Aladdin? Yeah. Oh, I used to know it. I'll look it up. Okay, so, okay, that lady right there, she is, like, the main, like, I don't know what you call her, but, like, the the, the lady that runs this bed and breakfast that he's staying at, right? So, I think okay. she's got to be Betty White. But okay. sometimes, but sometimes it's Bill Murray. Okay. All right, those three people. One so of them is three... Mena Masood. What? Aladdin. <laughs> okay, Aladdin. But just for, the, for our listeners at home, because I realize you're not viewing this. Now, Bill Murray is lit, rattling off all of the answers to the Jeopardy questions because he's watched the episode before, even though it's the first time it's ever aired. And we have three older looking people sitting on an old looking couch, looking very confused at the fact that he knows all the answers. So we want to pick three people to fit that role. And one of them is Mina Masood from Aladdin. Okay. One of them is Naomi Scott from Aladdin. And one of them is one Marwan Kanzari from Aladdin. Aladdin. Will Smith is the guy with the large polyester sweater. All right. Okay. I can Maybe it's that. wool. Yeah. I can't I... tell from here. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Um, we probably shouldn't do too many visual elements, but I think this works. It, we did yeah. an Aladdin theme one with Dev Patel. Uh, <laughs> the Bill Murray character and Bill Murray is As Alex Trebek is Alex Trebek. Okay. Do we do a Tom Cruise, uh, a Tom themed scene? So we get Tom Cruise. That's fun. And Tom Hanks, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hanks and Tom, Tom Holland, Tom and Holland. Tom Holland. Yep. What's our next scene? Um, Ooh, Phil tries to save the homeless man. I don't remember this at all, actually. It's been a you long don't. time. That's like no, a that's turning the... point for him. It's He has a really dramatic moment where he's trying to do good to save this homeless, land, homeless man, but he can't, and it's futile. And it kind of changes his whole perspective where he decides he wants to do good every day, even though it's meaningless. Yeah, I kind of like Bill Murray's character more at the start of the movie than at the end. Really? <laughs> no, I was just really curious what your reaction would be, and your reaction was stunned silence. <laughs> I was like, wait, you liked him more as like a total jerk who was disrespectful no. to everyone? You liked him more than learning the value no, of treating No, that's literally the premise of the whole movie is that he becomes a better person throughout the movie. So anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't remember this, though. Okay, here's my confession about Groundhog Day. It makes me physically sick. Oh, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> This is a big revelation to come 45 minutes into the podcast, Brian. Um, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying I physically feel ill. I feel sick to the stomach when I think about watching Groundhog Day. Because I watched it when I was sick when I was little so much. And if I hear the I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher come on the radio, it literally, I just feel so gross. Okay, 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 okay. So that's let's, so let's strange. stay on that for a little bit. Okay. Isn't that weird? That is anyway. the weirdest Pavlovian response I've heard of. <laughs> so what happens, and I'm sorry if this makes you vomit, Brian, I, I hope no, it No, I won't vomit. It's not that bad. But basically, I believe it's, it's, it starts in, the alarm goes off and it's, I got you, babe. And dun, 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 dun. I got it's you, mostly babe. The, ooh, and then it, ooh, and then it I did get off. a reaction a little bit there, though. And then, and then the the like radio hosts come in and they go, "Bundle up, campers! Yeah. It's cold out there." Whatever, yeah. right? 
And so who are the radio hosts? Okay. So this is an interesting thing they do in Princess Bride is there's one part where the, the grandpa is reading the story, but you don't see him. They got Roman Mars to do that scene. What if everyone who is not on camera is a podcaster? Okay. The we McElroy's. get the McElroy's. We get Roman Mars. We get, uh, that's all the famous pod- podcasters. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> the inventor of podcasts. Um, uh, uh, oh, no. Hold on. Uh, what's her name? Uh, from Serial, Sarah Koenig. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell is a must. Yes. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Um, uh, the other thought I had about Jonathan this Green. is uh, another thought I had was there's a. So, if on Quibi, if you watch it vertically like you're watching it on your phone, it uh, it just shows the movie because it's, it's shot vert- vertically. If you turn it sideways, it shows like. This person plays this character, and this is what the original character looked like in the original movie, and this is the original actor, right? It has a, a little breakdown. Hmm. But sometimes they would have the music played, and it would say, this is the music composed by this person, and here is it be performed by... What if we had people do different covers of the song every day? I was waiting to put that point in. At some okay, point good. When we I'm glad you're on board. I really like that idea. Like I like duos. the idea of the, it being a different style every day. Yes. Okay, like one first day, day is Sunny and Cher. Second day, Fly to the Concords. Absolutely. Because <laughs> um, that's a way of getting a lot more people involved too, right? That aren't actors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're getting podcasters. We're getting musicians. We're getting Bill Murray and all that. Third King day Prince. is Billy Ray Cyrus and the kid from uh, Lil Nas X. Road. Nice. Yeah. Singing, I Got You, Babe. <laughs> that's, this is like, that. that honestly... That discussion about podcasters and music covers is what put me over of like, can we make this somehow? Like, how do you make this? <laughs> Seriously. We we don't, but we should. We should try yeah. to make it. Simon um, and Garfunkel. If you get Bill Murray on board, you're done, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's game over. You got it. Um, yeah. Is there any other uh, entertainment uh, area that we should include? So, like, we got um, podcast musicians, actors. Is there anything else we can do? Like, uh, so there, there is the scene where Bill Murray's character learns to play the piano really well. And so you could bring in like a famous concert pianist or something. Billy oh, Joel. Yeah. That'd be fun. I feel like everything beyond this point is not going to be as interesting to discuss. I think we kind of have it. I think you're right. <laughs> I think this I kind think, of is like the movie. The, the, um, the general concept is in place. I don't think we can do anything but make it at this point. Here Wait, I've got another my... one. Jack White and Meg White. Nice. Yeah. No, the, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, we get the Marby Giants to do a cover. Um, they're always on board. Uh, here is my last request. Everyone think of one actor or actress that you absolutely have to have in this movie. Where do they go? Just gut reaction. Who comes to you? Who do you want in this movie? Ready, go, Jake. Oh, crap, crap. Uh, the, the, the kid from Moon, Moonrise Kingdom. Okay, where is nice. he in the movie? Uh, he is the mayor of the town <laughs> who pulls the groundhog out of the stump. <laughs> and he's Perfect. dressed in his khaki scout uniform as he does it. Uh, Brian, who do you uh, mine have Mine was Zoe to Deschanel. Have? Zoe Deschanel. Um, where is she in this movie? I, I think she's one of the Bill Murray characters. Okay. In she's which high, high enough profile. She gets to be a Bill Murray. Which scene of Bill Murray? Um... 
The I am a god scene. Okay. We never we never finished discussing that one. So she's in the I am the god scene. I am a god scene. That's fitting. Uh, yeah. Uh, someone asked me the question. Hey, Houston, go. Uh, Tony Hale. And I wanted to be <laughs> Ned Ryrie. Ned Dryer. Ryerson? Ryerson. That one. This is a good movie. I love it. I'm just going to look up real quick Bill, Bill Murray's agent. This may be a time for my our recurring segment. You can write an email to anyone. Our <laughs> we haven't had that semi-annual in a while. Our yeah. semi-annual recurring segment. You can write an email to anyone. Bill Murray contact. Contact him with IMDB Pro. Dang it. I don't want what money. the? <gasps> oh my gosh. What? I just stumbled upon an article dated Monday, July 6th, 2020. There's about to be a lot more Groundhog Day to watch over and over again. Appearing on the production meeting podcast, Stephen Tobolowski, who played Ned, Ned Ryerson, a.k.a. Needlenose Ned, a.k.a. The Nedhead, revealed that he <laughs> said yes to reprising his role in a TV adaptation of Harold Ramis' iconic 1993 film. It's Ramis. Huh. They're already making it. How do we get on set? We gotta rake in. Well, this is probably not TV filming it right version. now. This is the TV show version. We do need to make it the home movie version. So we are going to film them filming the TV show. <laughs> wait a minute. We wait need, a minute, we, wait we wait need access to, to, to Bill Murray. If That's made, the there's a, holy crap. All right. Well, okay. Can I just say? There's like, also a musical as well as a video game sequel playable in VR, is what I'm reading <laughs> on this article. I think I had heard about the musical. Groundhog Day, like Father Like Son teaser trailer for PSVR. I'm literally watching the video game trailer of Groundhog Day right now. <laughs> this is beyond bizarre. One day to Groundhog Day. Welcome to another segment of we watch YouTube videos and don't say much and the listener has no idea what's going on. I don't even know what you would do with this video game. Like, oh, it, it's VR. VR doesn't require like a game, actual gameplay. It's just like an experience. Like, oh, I'm in it. Wow. Uh, Ned oh, Ryerson. Ned Ryerson turned into a groundhog. Yeah. Oh, what the? You can look at your phone because you have a you have a tablet phone apparently, so just like you... in the movie. Oh, so I think the main character is the son of the original Phil Connors. Phil Jr., as you can see on his Instagram, apparently. Is that his dad? Oh, uh, man, I don't like this at all. Phil Jr. with a one for the I. There is a Twitter account called Bill Murray's Agent. Is it real, though? How many followers does it have? No, it's not real. It has uh, 2,345 followers. But it says Bill Murray's Agent does not exist, but his Twitter feed does. Avi by Matt Fontaine, header by MLM Fine Art. I am not Bill Murray. Wow, well, Bill Murray to star in your movie? You've got to call a 1-800 number. Oh, where's the number? Let's email Bill Murray oh, directly. The number, the number of course, isn't listed, but rather passed around Hollywood's inner circles by word of mouth. I think the joke is that he doesn't have an agent. He just has a 1-800 number. That's so Bill Murray. That really is. Well, let's call Bill Murray and record it. we got to figure out his number, though. Try one We're not Hollywood day. insiders. Anyway, I feel like we got very distracted by the fact that there is apparently a Groundhog Day <laughs> TV show and video game and musical in the works. So that's crazy. 
So why not a Quibi series, right? Anything's possible. Yep. You just believe. Let's do it. And this has been homemade, a Groundhog Day story. <laughs> Perfect. Um, should we wrap the episode there then? Yeah. Uh, real Perfect. quick. I feel like we did. We just, 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 I feel like I won't be satisfied unless we cast a few more female characters for the female Fair. lead of Rita because we didn't really talk about her much, and she is like a very key character. She's a constant. She's Andy McDowell every time. <laughs> no, I, that's shorthanding it. No, um, I'm kidding. Gut reaction. Who do you feel, Brian? Ready? Go. Zoe Saldana. <laughs> the uh, other Zoe. The other famous Zoe in yep. Hollywood. Uh, the girl from uh, Lady Bird. Uh, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Yep. Uh, Laura Dern, who is Saoirse Ronan's mom in... Little Women. I thought you were going to say in real life, and I was very confused. And real life now. Uh, Much like Brian adopted Jacob in this episode, Laura Dern is going to adopt Saoirse Ronan, and that's how we came full circle. This has been the perfect brainstorm. So I won't break the circle by saying that Kristen Stewart is also going to be in it. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. She can work her way in. Uh, Brian, do you want to tell the listeners where... They might find us and track our progress on creating the Quibi Groundhog Day. <laughs> yep, it's uh, perfectbrainstorm.net is our website. And then we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Perfect Brainstorm, on Twitter at Perf Brainstorm. And we're on Bill Murray's blacklist of people <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, I am Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. And I am Jake Bush. And I'm Houston Bodley. And I'm Brian Perry. And I am Phil Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. And I'm Houston <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Do you ship that? Yeah. Uh, no. Never mind. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. That, that broke the time cycle. You did it. Yeah, you did it. Darkness floods your eyes. When you need to see, don't waste your time on your time on